The Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast brings you a unique view of Mesa through its vibrant business community and the subjects that are important. The podcast is produced in the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Media Studio, sponsored by the University of Phoenix. Our podcast is hosted by Mesa Chamber of Commerce CEO Sally Harrison. Please enjoy this episode of the Mesa Chamber Inside Business Podcast. Dementia consultant and family guide Pam Ostrowski provides a path to relieve the fear, anxiety, and confusion that family members experience when a loved one is diagnosed with dementia. Pam is the founder of Alzheimer's Family Consulting, a speaker, a certified senior advisor, and a certified dementia practitioner, and is certified in dementia care. She is also the author of the highly rated It's Not That Simple, helping families navigate the Alzheimer's journey, which is available on Amazon. And today, Pam is with me in our media studio. I am so excited that you're here. Thank you so much, Sally. It's oh wonderful to be here. I'm glad that we're going to have this conversation. There's a lot to cover. This, that's for sure. There is a lot <laughs> to cover. So let's, um, let's talk about what made you decide to write a book about Alzheimer's. Well, so we went through our 14-year journey, mom, dad, and me, mm-hmm. uh, where mom had dementia, then Alzheimer's, and then towards the end of mom's, or uh, actually the middle of a mom's Alzheimer's, dad got dementia. Oh. So uh, there was really, I could not find any resources. And then what I really wanted was someone to hold my hand. And Mm -hmm. so I wrote the book to help all of those families out there Mm -hmm. who have a loved one who's just been diagnosed with dementia to ask the right questions, to understand what, you know, what, how do you start these conversations? All of that is in the book. Well, you had 14 years worth of experience to put in the Exactly, exactly. So what do you cover in It's Not That Simple, Helping Families Navigate the Alzheimer's Journey? Well, the, the key thing to it is that I start off with just, you know, like, what is dementia? Mm-hmm. And what is Alzheimer's? And what's the difference well, between them? I was going to say, I think people don't understand that there is a difference. Right, right. Alzheimer's is a type of mm-hmm. dementia. Alzheimer's is a disease. Dementia is a condition. Uh-huh. that And there's 70 different types of dementia. So that's, uh, that's just amazing to me. That's yeah. a huge number. Well, and now they're reporting that there's mixed dementias. So for That's you, new to me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, get the get your current news from me. Um, so the mixed dementia concept is really about um, the ability to have two different types or three different types of dementia running at the same time. So mm-hmm. if you have behaviors that could be Lewy body, and then if you have short term memory loss and task inability, mm-hmm. then you've got Alzheimer's. So you could actually have both at the same time. But back to the book. I learn so much when I'm with you. <laughs> Why, thank you. I do. Uh, it's that training and certification thing that helps. <laughs> uh, but the the important thing in the book, though, is that it, it does walk you through step by step each part of the journey. That mm-hmm. includes living arrangements, care options, building a care team. Very important. Sure. You should not do this journey alone. Mm-hmm. This is not a heart attack or cancer or any of those types right. of diseases. This is this person is disappearing on you, and they cannot help you right. as they decline. Right. You end up taking up more more care responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So as a result, I covered care team, uh, how to visit, how to communicate. Mm-hmm. The emotional roller coaster is another chapter that I is just imagine. oh my gosh! It's it's uh, it gives me chills even when I think about what's in what's in that chapter because. It is so difficult because you have moments of joy, mm-hmm. and then you have lots of moments of sadness, and then you have moments of joy, and it's just back and forth, back and yeah. forth, and hope and disappointment. 
and all the emotions. Mm -hmm. So the book is really focused on those topics, and then within each of those topics are questions to ask, Mm -hmm. uh, conversation starters. So how do you even sit down? Possible wording. How do I sit down with you, Sally, and say, well, I think we need to talk about dad's diagnosis. And you turn around and say, he's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a sure. lot of denial. Mm-hmm. And so there's family dynamics that I talk about. And that's what I do when I'm coaching mm-hmm. is kind of walk through some of those family dynamics. Right. Um, but yeah, so that and, and then um, there's a glossary in the book because yeah. so many people don't know, well, what's an advanced directive? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you mean by, um, you know, the, the paralysis of the throat? You know, why would somebody sure. not be able to swallow? So all of those different terms that mm-hmm. come with this disease mm-hmm. are in, as part of the book as well. So it's a one-stop shop type of guidebook. That's awesome. And I, I have the book, and I've read the book, so I can say that's awesome and really mean it. Thank you. <laughs> well, in addition to the book, you started a company. I did. Alzheimer's Family Consulting. Tell us about what you do with, with your company. Well, when I wrote the book, and I'd sit on, sat on many flights... <laughs> and and I would start to talk about the, the book or someone would say, oh, you know, my, my mom is suffering from Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. You'd end up with a three and a half hour conversation. As uh-huh. you well know, I believe yep. this, this happened to you as it well. It did. It happened to me on a flight. And, and so they said, well, do you offer a service? Do you offer someone that, that where I can go? Because you've, you have experience. You've mm-hmm. lived this journey. Right. You're trained in dementia care. You understand what's happening from a medical perspective from a financial perspective, from a care perspective, from a personal, emotional perspective, right. family perspective. And I said, geez, that's a really good idea. So after I finished publishing the book, I then started Alzheimer's Family Consulting to help families get relief, to have a path and a direction mm-hmm. from all that fear and that anxiety and the confusion that comes with this diagnosis. I, I would think that it's got to be... I don't know, just as scary or even more scary to get a diagnosis like that for a loved one than it would be for heart or cancer. I would agree. I mean, we're learning how to provide better quality of life for cancer, mm-hmm. um, heart disease, all of those things. You know, we're we're you know able to, in some way, shape or form, at least prolong the quality of life mm-hmm. with dementia, unless you're diagnosed early, there are medications. And you know what? This is such a unique disease. Mm-hmm that medications may work for someone, but one person, but they won't work for another. Mm -hmm. And if you're into, you know, early to mid-stage Alzheimer's in particular, a lot of the medications are ineffective. And that's when most women are diagnosed as mid-stage. So the medications don't typically work. It gives people hope, though, that Uh they're going to somehow stop the clock. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you may slow the clock, but the likelihood of you stopping the clock isn't very high. Well, what, what's a tip that you could share with family members now that we're heading into the holidays? Oh, the holidays. I mean, that's rough. <laughs> it's a rough time for all of us, right? Yes, it's stressful. We yeah. have, so it comes down to, and this is advice for anybody going through the holidays, manage your expectations. Mm-hmm. Okay. So often I was talking to a client and she said, oh, we're having Thanksgiving dinner and we're going to pick up mom in memory care mm-hmm. and we're going to bring her over and we've got, you know, we've got all our favorite foods. And I said, okay, so let's, let's stop for a second. So what her favorite foods were may not still be her favorite foods. Mm-hmm. So if she spits something out or does something that um, might offend you, Mm -hmm. then just let it go. 
Yeah, gotta roll with it. it you know, that is, I, that's, a, that's one of the resounding, my favorite three words, let it go. Mm-hmm. Attaching to it does nothing. Mm-hmm. And this isn't about you, it's about them. Mm-hmm. These are your last moments of joy with them. Right. Um, and it might be an opportunity to, you know, get to know where they're at better. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, managing expectations and then managing expectations of anyone else who will be. The rest of the family. Exactly. So grandchildren show up. And I've had some, what I would consider amusing stories about a loved one with memory issues who turns around and says, you're just a brat. I mean, they have no filter. Sure. <laughs> so, well, right. and you're kind of calling yeah. a spade a spade if the kid's being a brat. Sure. However, they're not going to have a filter. Everybody mm-hmm. else is going to tolerate the child. Mm-hmm. The person with dementia will not. Right. And right. then the sad side of that might be, I don't know who you are. And they yeah. can say it to anyone, and it can be devastating for young oh, children. Sure. So for them to understand that things might not be the same mm-hmm. and finding the right words mm-hmm. and phrasing for that child, mm-hmm. and then not reprimanding the person, your loved one, sure. and saying, you know who that is, that's right. Joey, and you know that that's Joey. And because what they hear is the emotion. They don't mm-hmm. hear the words. Mm-hmm. They hear the emotion. It's like, I did something bad. Yeah. Then they get sad. Right. And then they want to leave. So the fastest way to get them out the door is to make them feel bad, right? Sure. Just like the rest of us. Right. Uh, and then, um, you know, that that ultimately is understanding, managing expectations about how long they're going to be there, mm-hmm. all of those those um, yeah. aspects of the holidays. Yeah. Absolutely. Holidays are rough. Well, what, what kind of other tips do you have for folks? Well, uh, probably the biggest one is have a plan no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to the doctor's office, if you're having people over for the holiday, so for the holidays in particular, it's important for you to know when are we picking the loved one up? Mm -hmm. What if they don't want to come? So you can either try to convince them, Mm -hmm. which could go badly. It could go fine. You could say, oh, let's go for ice cream. Right? Yeah. Something they enjoy. Oh, I could go for ice cream. I'll go for ice cream. Uh-huh. And then you pull up to your house. They're not going to turn around and say, you said we were going for ice cream right. because they don't remember. Mm-hmm. But you can say, we have ice cream at the house. Uh-huh. Let's have ice cream at the house. And then there will be people there. It's best to get them settled mm-hmm. first. So you have to write this plan down, share it with the family, have a, a conference call or an in-person meeting, whatever, however you want to do it, mm-hmm. and have that conversation to say, okay, here's a plan. Mm-hmm. So we get dad in, and he, he sits down, and he's in his chair. And then we assign uh, Sue to take care of uh, take care of him and monitor him because he may, he's not going to know where the bathroom is. Yeah. And even if he's incontinent and has something to take care of that, he may want to get up and use the bathroom somehow. Yeah. So if he wants to do that and he's not very stable, he doesn't know where he's going, right. things could turn south really quickly. Sure. Yeah. So you want to make sure that someone is, is his watchdog. And don't keep changing people because he'll get confused. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Sure. You know, keep it with the same person. Uh-huh. That's the person I can trust to help me. If uh-huh. I have a question, I need yep. food, I need water. Keep them very hydrated. Uh, it's really important. Hydration is key. So to... I've, I've heard that recently mm-hmm. that... That the dehydration piece sets in very quickly, yes, and that it um, can kind of, um, kind of overwhelm the situation. Yes, yeah. So the brain is like ninety percent water, mm-hmm. and any time that you don't get enough water, the brain actually folds in on itself, and and starts to malfunction a bit. So it doesn't work as well. Basically, I must be dehydrated. Everybody have a lot of water, please. Yes. Everybody take a sip. Uh, and so what you need to take into account then is. 
hydration is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And if you want your best experience possible, you're going to want to make sure that they're hydrated. Mm -hmm. Let them chew. You know, you can give them a little bit of food, types of food on their plate. They may struggle with utensils, depending Mm -hmm. on what stage they're at. If they struggle with utensils, give them the visual cue. Do not grab that fork and knife and cut food for them. They are not three years old. They've lived a full Mm-hmm. dignified life they earned your dignity and your respect yeah. and so what you do is you sit down next to them or put somebody next to them mm-hmm. and they start eating mm-hmm. and that the, the dementia is a very mimicking type of disease mm-hmm. so, or condition and so we want to make sure that uh, they can see what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. so if you pick up the fork intentionally and then take a look at your loved one and have them pick up their fork and then you eat, and then they'll they'll mimic that. Okay. And so ultimately, that's you know that so it's really just you know all the way down to the details of yeah. have a plan, have a plan because that's going to make that whole event much easier for everybody. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't matter even you're going to the doctor's office, you got to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You can't leave them in the car by themselves. Right. You know, so right. there's a ton of th- details that you don't think about with someone with dementia. Okay. Well, those are good good tips because I don't think everybody thinks about. It's a long the list, plan, right? <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Well, what would you say is the most important thing families with loved ones with dementia should know? I would say that the biggest thing is to take a deep breath, be patient, uh-huh. be compassionate, right, yeah. and provide as many moments of joy. It could be a puppy, it could be a soft stuffed animal, it can be flowers, it could be anything. My mom's uh, wheelchair. I used to take these, I found them at Target, I think, and they're these uh, flowers, little fluffy flowers, and they have a wire inside of them, mm-hmm. and you can spin them around everything. And she had probably six or seven different flowers all over her wheelchair so Aww. that she could stroke them and pet them and look at them and smile at them. So just that sensory piece? Yes, sensory yeah. is really important, but mm-hmm. visual. They were pinks and yellows oh. and greens and blues and, you yeah. know, on very bright colors. Mm-hmm. So it was stimulating, mm-hmm. and ultimately, that's what we have to provide mm-hmm. to the loved one. And one of the reasons why I feel as if people need to think about where their loved one's going to live long term, mm-hmm. yeah. because living at home, they're not going to get the stimulation mm-hmm. and the engagement mm-hmm. and all of the things that they need in watching other people eat. That's is a perfect example. You know, watching their peers eat Mm -hmm. shows them what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. When they live at home, there's a lot of attitude that goes with it. And frankly, people are exhausted. It's an exhausting caregiving disease. People who caregive at home for dementia specifically have a 20 to 60% higher rate of the five top chronic conditions and diseases. So um, cancer is number one, more likely to get cancer, stroke, Oh Heart gosh. attacks, obesity, and diabetes. And you did this for 14 years? Uh, I did not. No, my parents, I made sure that they were in a care community. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I took care of all the details, and sure. I called the place every day. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, okay. there's there's professional caregivers, people who are dementia trained with mm-hmm. programs, and that is, you know, the environment that gives them the most stimulation. But even being the coordinator of care... It's got to be exhausting. It is. It is. It's overwhelming and exhausting. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Well, 
you're involved with the Chamber's Aging and Healthcare Committee, and I appreciate that because obviously we need those that are involved to be involved, right? <laughs> um, but we started, uh, we launched the Dementia-Friendly Mesa um, mm-hmm. initiative, gosh, has it been maybe close to a year ago now? Mm-hmm. It seems like, well, we didn't have last year, did we? <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, what are your thoughts on the benefits of becoming a dementia-friendly business? So let me say that... Talk about what that means. Well, and and first let me say that that a lot of people may not realize that Maricopa County, within the next three to four years, will have between 250 and 350,000 people with dementia. That's a staggering number. That's a Maricopa County. That's not just Arizona. And it's not the country. Yeah, exactly. That is just... That is staggering. Now think about where those people live. Mm-hmm. Over 65 and over. It's on all the outskirts cities. And so ultimately, it will be Mesa that will carry much of that population. Mm-hmm. So if I'm running a business, it makes sense for me to serve a population that may be underserved. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, one of the things that we learned with the committee is that it's easy things. So yeah. if you're a business and you want to, to help people over 65... Uh, who are suffering from dementia, then you would adjust your lighting. Make it a little brighter. Honestly, you know, I'm nowhere near 65, and I could use some extra lighting. Uh, I find myself (laughs) turning the little flashlight on on my phone (laughs) when I'm reading a menu in many restaurants. Absolutely. The the print is small. The lights are dim. I'm like, no signage. Man. So so business owners, if you're out there, and I know you are, (laughs) because Sally has lots of friends, uh, but... The the key things are increase your lighting, print larger font on your menu. It's mm-hmm. not going to kill you. Move to three, four pages instead of two. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. Uh, and then increase your signage to restrooms, signage to mm. the exit. Any signage that helps, you know, if there's a step, put a sign at eye height mm-hmm. that says step because nobody's looking down. Mm-hmm. And so if it says step and then an arrow then visuals are huge. Mm -hmm. So as far as the bathrooms go, I went somewhere and it was not intuitive. Oh, I know. It was a golf course pro shop. Mm -hmm. And I went to the restroom and it said LPGA and PGA. And I thought (laughs) a person with dementia would be like, no idea what either one of those are. Can I use both? You know, so so with when you know that you're going to be serving that sure. community, having a W or an image of a you know, like you see a lot, the dress, the dress mm-hmm. and the pants, mm-hmm. and you know, apparent, yeah. you know, I'm wearing pants right now, so I would be confused now, but <laughs> but ultimately that's at least helpful yeah. to have the kind of visuals. This right. is the bathroom, you know, and this is you know even even when it comes to sink and soap, labeling mm-hmm. the soap and mm-hmm. and that type of thing, mm-hmm. so that they know what it is. Yeah, is a step in the right direction. So it's it's easy. Frankly, all of those changes are free. I was gonna say are free. There's no cost to them. Yeah. So and and those once somebody walks in and sees, oh, this was a relaxing experience. Mm-hmm. I don't feel relaxed when I go out elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna come back here because sure. it feels good. And I will tell you, the family members who make I the was decisions, just say, the family members that's are like, important to them. Exactly, because it's like, oh, right. finally we got a chance to just sit right. and relax and not worry about it. And mm-hmm. I can tell you. When my mom was going through Alzheimer's and we were still going out to restaurants and we went to the restaurant that has like a 30-page menu 
And she just flipped through it, and she could see the words. She could probably still read, but she couldn't retain. Mm -hmm. And I said, why don't you and I just split the salmon? And she said, oh, I'd love that, because I was relieving her from the decision and and the embarrassment, frankly, in front Mm -hmm. of my father Mm -hmm. that, you know, I can't read the menu. I I don't have no idea what I'm going to order. Right. Oh, man. Well, talk about the training itself, because I know our team here at the Chamber has gone through the training um, I know some of our business community has obviously the aging and healthcare committee, mm-hmm. but it's simple. It's an hour. Yeah. You know? And there's no cost involved. Right. 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 But it, I mean, it, to me, it was kind of a, just an eye opener of just things to watch and be aware of when we have that, um, you know, that elderly person that comes in and might exhibit some of those might be struggling things that they need help with yeah cognitive issues reading issues Mm -hmm. uh, or you know it's very typical for all of us you know over the age of 50 run into that issue of uh, not being able to see in the darkness and Mm -hmm. that type of thing but Mm -hmm. having some a little bit more obvious cues visual cues Mm -hmm. but the training is so important because first of all it's an hour so right. everybody sit down for an hour at yeah, lunch hour. or whatever, yeah. and uh, either in the morning, in the evening, or the afternoon, whichever. We just pick a time. Mm-hmm. And a dementia-friendly uh, coach will go through and talk to you about things and answer your questions. Well, And a lot of times people will say, well, how do you know somebody has cognitive impairment? How do you know somebody's like that? Mm-hmm. And now we have the really cool cards when they're accompanied so by talk someone. talk about the cards. Uh, well, you ordered them. So. <laughs> well, I did. You, you helped design them. Okay. Well, so the cards are basically this sweet message. And I saw them, and, and that's why I brought it up mm-hmm. to you. I thought, oh, this would be really good for a dementia-friendly Mesa. Yeah. Because they basically, if I'm a family member, I can hand the card to the wait staff, the hostess, mm-hmm. and just, you know, put my finger, you know, the sh- sign to right. not say, what is this? You know, don't mm-hmm. give me that or whatever. Sure. But, but then for them to read it, and it just says, you know, the person I'm with is struggling and may take us a while. We thank you for your patience. Mm-hmm. And all that does is set everybody's expectations. Right. And then that word will spread like wildfire. Whether if you give it to the hostess, it'll go to the waiter, it'll go to yeah. the bartender, whoever it is, so right. that they understand that table 14 is going to be here for a little while while yeah. we process information some, a little bit slower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, I think those cards are great. Yeah, I, I love, I saw them and I loved them. And they're actually yeah. originally from the Alzheimer's Association, I believe. Makes so. sense. Yeah. Well, very cool. Yes. We covered a lot. Thank you. you thank you. This yeah. was wonderful. I appreciate the opportunity well, to chat with you. Thanks for writing the book. Again, Pam's book is It's Not That Simple, Helping Families Navigate the Alzheimer's Journey. And Pam's book is found on Amazon. And actually, breaking news. Oh, okay. There's more. <laughs> yeah. This morning, it's now available for order uh, in, in Barnes and Noble. Oh, look and at you. yeah, and um, actually, hopefully, in bookstores uh, soon. But we'll Very see cool. how you know how attractive it is to people. But uh-huh. in general, this is this is ready for general distribution now. Very so, good. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank right. you. Well, thank you again for being here, and we look forward to the next visit. Yes, I do as well. All right. Thank you, Sally. Yeah, Have a good day. You. you too. This has been a Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. You can find all podcast episodes at iTunes, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. Content of this podcast is copyright the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, unless otherwise noted.